Hello and welcome back to another episode of Control-Alt-Delete. This is a special one brought to you by Gymshark. My guest today is one of the British Gymshark athletes, the wonderful Sophie Butler. She is someone I thoroughly enjoy following on Instagram and just find her extremely inspiring on every level. I jumped at the chance to collaborate with her for this podcast episode. Gymshark is a sportswear brand who focuses on fitness and conditioning. They released a whole new range of sports bras recently for all training styles and support levels, going from low support for low impact activities to high support for higher impact activities. Each bra is available in five different sizes and multiple colorways. And I don't know about you, but I need quite a lot of support at the moment for my jogging. You can check them out now at gymshark.com forward slash C-A-L. So back to Sophie. She is 24 years old, a content creator. She won Best Health and Wellbeing Influencer at the Cosmo Awards last year. And she's a personal trainer who shares her passion and knowledge about health and fitness on her multiple social media accounts. Sophie's goal is to help people get stronger and healthier And following an injury in the gym a few years back, she is supporting other people with spinal injuries in their journey to recovery. In this episode, she shares with me her personal journey through self-empowerment and fitness and how health and fitness have played a key part in becoming the woman she is today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please do leave a little rating or review. It really helps. And thanks again to Gymshark for making this one happen. Here is the conversation with Sophie. Well, I'm so excited to be joined, even though it's remotely through a screen, by the brilliant Sophie Butler. And yeah, thanks so much for joining me on this sunny day in London. Where are you right now? So I'm in Essex, um, sort of northeast, like Colchester way. Oh, great. Yeah. No, are you seeing some sort of like countryside out of the window then? Yeah. So we've actually just got, um, we've had some cuckoos just been born in our back garden and they're chirping away all day, all night. I've never known birds to be so loud in my entire life. (laughs) I feel like everyone's dealing with their own lockdown noise situation. Like I, at the moment, everyone's doing building work around where I am. And that's, that's my issue right now. During this weird time that we're in, what sort of self-care sort of rituals have you been doing? I'm just wondering how you've been staying sane during this. Is there anything that you've been kind of turning to over the last few months? Yeah, so it's a really weird time right now. And you know what? I um, I actually worked from home before the coronavirus lockdown. So I am um, a lot of the rituals and a lot of the kind of like habits that I've been making are really like things that I was already doing. But now I'm thinking... Now I've got a really mega point of doing them <laughs> and, um, and talking about them more openly as well. So for me, I know that I've had to really make a distinction between the weekdays and the weekends because otherwise all of the days just blur into one and you end up kind of not getting any distinction between work and leisure and rest. Mm. So I, I think well, we spoke about it earlier, actually. I've been taking um, Prosecco Saturdays on on Saturdays at the weekends. So it's where I, you know, shut my laptop off, I get a bottle of Prosecco and I just get dressed up, make myself feel good. And then I have like a day where it's just relaxing and having fun and, you know, just, just feeling good. Yeah, it's amazing how much what you wear can actually change your mood during this time. 
Like I kind of, um, at the beginning of lockdown, I really made an effort and then I slipped into just not. And then now I'm trying again to realise that actually if I put on something nice, (laughs) I might have a more productive day. Yeah, it's so funny you say that because I um, I know I, I get a lot of people ask me on Instagram, they're like, why do you dress so well for home wearing lockdown to chill? And I'm like, yeah, but I work from home anyway, so I need to keep the standard going or I'll be in pyjamas my entire life. <laughs> I know, me too. But you, you post such motivating and inspiring content on social media and obviously you also, I guess, run a business through your social media and your big presence on there has the content you've shared changed at all during this time or do you actually just feel like it's kind of more relevant than ever getting people into fitness and just inspiring people basically I think it's been at first it was kind of hard to adapt I think when I realized that the gyms were going to be shutting down and things were going to be changing and it was that kind of period where I was realizing and I think we all did it that this is a lot more serious than I thought it was two months ago mm-hmm. um so I had a little think and I had a little brainstorm about you know what what do I think people would want to see over the next few months or however long this goes on for um and originally I was you know like oh home workouts will be really helpful and posting a load of like circuits and this and that whatever and then as the weeks went on I started to realize that like it's actually a lot more mentally drained being in lockdown than I even thought it, it would be. Mm. Um, and I started to have this realisation where I was thinking, I sometimes don't even feel like I want to do my own home workouts because, you know, like every day it's, it's getting a little bit boring. And then I was having a little chat. Sometimes I like to dive into the, the DMs and talk with some of my followers and just kind of see how they're feeling and what they want to see, that kind of thing. Because at the end of the day, we are in a pandemic. And then it occurred to me that like I didn't want to, in the middle of a pandemic, overflowing people with, you should be keeping fit, you should be doing this, because people should be trying to keep healthy and, you know, keep their well-being as best as they can, as we always should be. But there are so many other factors of well-being that I think are now being brought to the surface really interesting to see people looking at well-being in a lot more well-rounded approach while they're in lockdown yeah that's a really good point because actually I think it's almost like with the Instagram lives you know there's when you go on Instagram and you see there's like 20 options to watch an Instagram live and it can be like what what am I going to choose and do I even want to watch one and there's so much happening and I suppose it's sort of the same sometimes with the fitness workouts you might not be in the mood and it might spur you on, but it also might have the opposite effect. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like the last thing we want right now is to be making people feel feel guilty for not, you know, getting up at 5am and doing a little circuit in their garden or something like that. So I think, yeah, I think at the moment it's really taking it as it comes. Things are changing week to week um, and people are very tense and people are feeling a lot of things. So I think it's really at the moment um, with Instagram and with social media in general, it's really getting a feel for what is going on and staying aware of the current climate because it's so easy to get wrapped up in your bubble and just keep churning out workout videos and, and things like that and not being aware of what people actually need to see from you. Mm, yeah, that's really, that's very self-aware. I think you're so right. We need to sometimes step back a little bit. But you, I saw you posted about Mental Health Awareness Week as well. And I know that obviously exercise is so much for our brain as well as anything else. And um, I just wondered if you could talk a little bit about your journey in terms of the mental health aspect, because you, you, you did a really, really lovely post about that. 
No, thank you. Um, yeah, so with my, my mental health sort of journey, as you say, I, I always I try to look at mental health now as the kind of just like we look at physical health. Um, so we all have mental health, and it is about so you know sometimes it, it's not as easy as I have a mental health condition or I don't. And I've suffered with anxiety and depression for about the last well, 10 years of my life, but we all have mental health that we need to maintain and we need to keep checking in on looking after. But for me, I ended up getting into fitness as a result of trying to take care of my mental health, my mental well-being. Because I was at university and you all know what university is like. It's, you know, one minute it's it's easy and you're going out and you're relaxed and the next minute you've got 20 deadlines and everything kind of feels like it's falling on top of you. Um, and I kind of went through this period where I was just so unhappy. I really wasn't very confident in myself. I was very loud, but I wasn't very confident. So I, I kind of had this moment where I thought I need to get a hold of my life and, and do something just for me. And I worked with someone at my part-time job and she was really into fitness and she had lots of energy and she was always running here to and everywhere. So I said to her, you know, one day, can I come to the gym with you and just see what the hype is all about? And I went a few times with her and then I ended up going a couple of times on my own, but I was so petrified that I had to go at about 11 p.m. when there were like no men in there <laughs> and it was quiet and everyone had left for their nights out. Um, but I kind of just fell in love with it. This whole, it was more the routine that I fell in love with and this idea that I was, getting up in the morning or I was going late at night and I was doing something for myself and it was kind of one of them a few times in my life where I'd really done something and it was just for me just an mm. hour of my day working on myself for myself and I think even now even when I'm you know doing little circuits in my garden and things like that that is the one thing that I always remember that you're doing this for you for you it's for no one else and I think that is so important to remember yeah that is so so true really is just for you and you don't ever have to feel pressured to keep up with anyone else at their pace and things like that I saw in a recent interview you'd said something really I thought was really inspiring about boundaries and like setting setting that sort of boundary between what you want to share and what you don't want to share and I think that's so important on social media to make sure that you're always putting out there what you feel you want to and I know that you've said in the past you you don't feel like you owe anyone your story in terms of your, what happened with your accident a few years ago but I, I do find it so incredibly inspiring that you went back to the gym after kind of what you went through and I just wondered what what was that like did you feel like you could and you wanted to immediately or was that a bit of a journey to kind of get back in there yeah, so with getting back into the gym, it was one of them things where, like everything in life, it was never um, black or white. Of It was a journey, as you say. Like, I went through a lot of different emotions and a lot of different a lot of different experiences in a very, very short amount of time. And it's only now that I look back on it in retrospect that I realised how short of a time it had actually been. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I, was, when I was still in hospital, because I was, you know, laying in bed doing nothing, the only thing I could think of was going to the gym. I was like, I just want to get back to the gym. I need to do this. I don't want to do that because it it was giving me so much joy and then when I got back into the gym and so when I was up at re I was in rehab in London um so it was a spinal rehabilitation unit and they took me to the gym and they started to get me back into it and it wasn't until I actually got in there that I realized I, I, I remember having this moment where I thought I just can't do this I can't be here 
Um, and it was just so overwhelming. And it, it wasn't until I heard, you know, the, the even something as small as like the smell of the gym, the sounds of the gym, it was so triggering to my accident, my injury and what I had been through um, that I realized it was going to be a lot more difficult. And there was a few months where I thought, you know, okay, that's it. I dip out of fitness. This is not for me anymore. I just can't do this. But it was in that time where I was like, I can't do fitness, but I probably experienced like my lowest point of depression because fitness for me for so many years had been kind of like my joy and my passion. And it was one of the things that when I spoke about, you know, your faith lights up and you're really so full of like passion and fire. And I kind of lost that. And I just had nothing in my life that gave me that kind of fire. Um, and it wasn't until so that was probably towards the back end of 2017 and it was in the new year of 2018 i remember it was in january and my dad we just moved house and my dad actually took me to the gym and he said right you're going to sign up we're going to get a membership you don't have to go in today but you're going to get a membership and i always remember that because i always felt like the first step of going into the gym but now i had this membership it felt like that first step was done and once you've taken the first step everything that comes after that feels so much easier and then it started slowly, little baby steps of, you know, going into the gym, kind of looking at the equipment, going, right, okay, how can I adapt to this? I'd never trained in a wheelchair before. I didn't know any wheelchair users before in my life till I became one, I'll be honest with you. Um, I was really quite naive. And I went through this whole experience of how the hell am I going to train and be what I used to be, be, you know, the kind of fitness fanatic that I was before? How am I going to be that now? Um, so I started off just going to the gym, looking at the equipment. I had this little notebook that I would take with me and I would write in there all of the exercises that I could still do. And then I'd have a back end of the notebook for things that I couldn't do, but maybe things that I could like adapt and things that I could change and I could make, I could make myself do them just by adapting them. And then it's, I started off going once a week, three times a week. And then before I knew it, I was wheeling myself around and going five times a week. So it really was like this, this journey of, I felt like there wasn't really a space for me in the gym because the gym, gyms in general aren't very accessible, but I kind of made that space for myself and I kind of thought, right, I'm going to make this space accessible and I'm going to get back into it. And I noticed as I was doing that, the more this little notebook was getting filled up, the more passionate I felt and the more like the old me, like was sort of like creeping back out. Oh, wow. That is that is amazing. And also, you know, what a courageous move from your dad as well, because it's like everyone was being brave in that moment to kind of get back in there. Yeah, I, I'm very lucky. I come from um, a family of, <laughs> they're kind of like, they're East London Italians. So they're very much like, the, you're going to do this. If I say you're going to do this, you're going to do this. And at the time, it feels a little bit like, come on, dad. I'm, you know, I was, I think I was 21 at the time. I was like, I don't have to do this. But if my dad tells me I'm going to do something, then I normally do have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and did you have a kind of following on social media before then? you know did you have a break from sharing anything about your life during that time or or did you feel like you wanted to share with the people who were kind of following you before yeah so before my injury I didn't really have that much of an Instagram following I, I was kind of interested in um in fitness influencing and I follow people um wow it's really weird to say that I used to follow people like Grace and Whitney Simmons it's weird to say that now because they're like my friends now and like my peers so it's still really weird to talk about it from that perspective but I used to follow a lot of their content and just find it so interesting because it was kind of like the dawn of the fitness influencer um around sort of like 2016 2017 
and when it really sort of started to balloon. Um, so I kind of felt like I, I wanted to share my journey as I was going along. And like, the more that I saw people were interested in it, the more people, questions people were asking, the more I thought, wow, people really don't know what I'm going through or people really don't understand what I'm going through. So what a great opportunity opportunity it would be to bring this very intricate and very, even though it's a very, very personal journey, it would be great to bring it to even my tiny little spotlight and just to show people, you know, how complex this whole journey is. But then as, as we said earlier, that conversation about boundaries of before, I think a, a few years ago, it's only until very recently that I've really started to work out my boundaries and work out that I show up to Instagram, I show up to social media because I want to, and I, I don't have to owe anyone anything and then in the other side of the coin people show up because they want to they don't have to show up there to support me or follow my journey or anything like that we're both here because we want to be but that's something that took me a really long time to figure out when sharing my journey because you feel like you want to be a bit of a people pleaser and I think especially as a woman a lot of the time we kind of sit through uncomfortable conversations or uncomfortable experiences and we smile and we nod and we don't say things because we're kind of taught not to from a very young age so that was really hard for me when I started sharing my journey because people had lots of questions and there were a lot of questions that I answered at the time that I definitely would not be answering now. Mm. I would shut it down. Um, but that took me a while to figure out. Yeah, I bet it did. And and also maybe it's, I always think it's slightly about getting older maybe as well because I feel like every year I get older, I'm, I find it much easier to say no to people. And, and sometimes I don't even feel like I need to justify anything anymore it's like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna not do that (laughs) rather than kind of give a big excuse yeah absolutely and it's that element of you know it's so empowering to realize you know um, as you get a bit older that you realize you don't have to explain yourself you don't have to justify yourself to anyone really a lot of the time you know you you get to you you do what you want to do and I think that sounds so selfish saying it because you're not used to hearing it but it's so empowering when you finally realise that you have that respect for yourself and that freedom. Totally. Well, back to when you were saying about getting dressed up and drinking Prosecco, which is something (laughs) that I'm very inspired to do this weekend, which I've been doing, but I haven't been doing the dress up bit. I've just been doing the bottle of Prosecco bit. Um, (laughs) I just wondered if we could talk a little bit about what makes you feel good in terms of when you're in the gym or doing your home workouts in terms of what you wear you're an ambassador for Gymshark which is amazing and it looks like you have such a great relationship and collaboration with them what sort of things do you wear on a day where you kind of need a bit more of a motivator I think my my gym wardrobe is kind of like a very little small piece of my heart I'm very very proud of it (laughs) (laughs) this is um you know I I love I love fashion in general I love clothes I love this whole idea of when you put on an outfit it's almost like bringing a little fantasy to life like I'm very inspired by like a ballroom and drag and you know LGBT culture so I feel like when you put on an outfit you're creating what you want the world to see mm. um so when you know I need a bit more of a spark sometimes I'll reach for something with a bit more color like I'll go for like a nice pink blue is my absolute favorite color in the world but you know sometimes I go for a, like a luminous got luminous orange all kinds of different colors in my wardrobe and then they you know it varies day to day there's sometimes where I think God, I need to put a bit of a baggier top on today I'm not feeling too great but um, that's the thing that I love about fashion is you, you can wake up every day and you get to decide how you present yourself to the world 
It's so true. I feel like RuPaul has got me through this lockdown kind of just <laughs> like on its own. I, I just love that feeling of, um, you know, putting something on and feeling better. And it's so true because even though it might sound a bit shallow, I I do find that if I buy some nice gym stuff, I genuinely will probably do more exercise. If that works, it works. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it, it's like a it's like an emotional or psychological thing as well. From where um, it's like a motivating point of view, but then you've got the flip side of it as well, where there's like a physical element to it. Because as women, um, we do need to be physically supported, and we do need to be, you know, like making sure that we are preparing our bodies for sport. Because I think for so long, women's um, clothes in fashion, in the fitness side of fashion, anyway, has been more about. Uh, what it looks like, which is an important thing because that's going to have an emotional effect on the person wearing it. But then we look at sports bras, there's like this element of you you should be having the bra that supports your boobs and what you're doing because someone who is running a marathon is going to be wearing something very different to what I would be wearing just doing a medium sort of like weight session. So there is like that, that physical element to it as well. Yeah, definitely. I need to get one of these bras then because I think it's one of the things that stops me from finishing a run that I really want to do I'll just be like how my boobs are hurting and go home early and so yeah (laughs) it's it's really important and it's almost it's like a sign of respect for yourself in a weird way that you take care of yourself and you can like make sure that you're kind of all strapped in yeah absolutely I I've always I think for for a very long time I think I've always been fascinated by the idea of self-love and wanting to love myself and as I've got older I've realized it's less about self-love and more about self-respect mm. um I, I always say to myself whenever I'm saying something horrible to myself or like you know like oh you look too big in that or your arms look too big in that or something like that I always think what would I say right now if my best friend was saying this to me and that's how I should respond to myself so this idea of like self-respect of, you know, giving yourself what you deserve. Because I think when you start to think of it as respect rather than love, it feels a lot less self-indulgent, which is what I think a lot of people struggle with, with the element of self-love. On that note about self-love and the self-care topic, is there anything that you do that's not fitness related that you find really good kind of mentally right now? Yeah, so I am... Um... I, I kind of I try to switch off from about 7 p.m. I try to kind of switch off from any emails, anything like that. I actually have a um, this is really pretentious, but I have a starlight projector in my room, um, so it projects onto my ceiling, and it's like a projection of a sky. And it is I I can't even explain what it looks like. It's just so beautiful, and I I like to lay under that before I go to bed. I normally read a bit of my a, a book. I'm reading Michelle Obama at the moment. And becoming so yeah I like to take that time just before I go to sleep trying not to look at my phone but you know it doesn't always go to plan things like that where I'm looking at all different other elements of my well-being I like to check in with myself in the morning as well not go on my phone for the first hour of my day and just think about how am I feeling today like before I, I go on social media I let the world influence my life because it does influence your life whether you think it does or not or before I start to other people's life, I like to think, how am I feeling today? How how am I feeling today? You know, and I think that's something that we don't do a lot is we don't actually check in with ourselves. We check in a lot on our friends, we'll drop them texts and stuff, but we never really do it to ourselves. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. And it's kind of that question of asking yourself, what do I need in this moment? And sometimes it's as basic as, oh, I need a big glass of water or I need to 
go to the loo or I need to sit down yeah. for a minute and it's like when you're so busy some of that stuff goes out the window which is crazy um but that's really great to hear and I know as you know when you're self-employed sometimes life and work like really kind of merge and bleed into each other and I think setting that 7 p.m limit is an amazing idea well thank you so much for your time I wondered is there anything that you're looking forward to this year even though it is a strange situation and we don't we can't plan too much but um is there anything kind of that you're thinking about that you kind of want to do next or are you just going with the flow at the moment you know what it's really weird right now because I think at the start of the year I was like you know what 2020 it's going to be wild it's going to be so good and about three months in I was like this is a bit different to what I thought. <laughs> um, I feel like as we've before, everything is changing week to week. I have no idea what life in the world is going to look like in a week's time, let alone in a month's time. But um, I'll be honest, I'm just really looking forward to seeing the world again. That would be nice. Um, getting to be somewhere outside of my house. But because um, I think I just, this year, I really just want to continue to grow within, you know, in all the different elements of my life, within myself, within my career, my relationships with other people, I think really more than anything, this lockdown has taught me to slow down a little bit and think about what I want. And I really just want to continue to grow in my space and, and take my, you know, myself and, and and what I do into other spaces and and, and just, just be bigger and louder. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah, you're so right. I feel like the conversation around productivity and like just having this long to-do list it doesn't really appeal to me anymore. And I feel like lockdown has made me really reflect on where, where I want to spend my time. And it's really nice to actually be forced in a way, even though it's obviously a terrible situation. But the only tiny silver lining I can think of is that, you know, most of us have been forced to kind of look inwards a bit more. Yeah, it's, it's kind of held up the mirror to ourselves a lot, really, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Oh, well, thank you so much, Sophie. How can people follow along with you uh, what's the best way for people to kind of hear more from you? So I'm most active really on Instagram. So my handle is Sophie Butler. And then I'm also active on YouTube as well. So I follow, you know, workout videos. Um, I post different like vlogs, things like that. Um, so yeah, that is just Sophie Butler on YouTube. So yeah, that's where you can uh, follow along on my little, my crazy little life. <laughs> oh, brilliant. I know I've been loving your Q and A's on YouTube. I just find YouTube one of the, most I don't know it's so it's such a relaxing space it's like that middle ground between watching tv and being on your phone it's like this space where I chill out I always say I'm going to start something new on Netflix and I look at my watch list and then I end up watching like true crime videos on YouTube and I fall down this massive hole <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I know and the YouTube homepage I feel like knows me so well so I can just fall into these traps <laughs> The algorithm's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much again. And um, yeah, hopefully we will speak again soon. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. I've really enjoyed it.